Welcome to Studio Hockey. Today we'll talk about Hockey Fives, our own Frankenstein's monster. In 2013, the FIH gave birth to Hockey's own Frankenstein's monster. Contrary to the monster created by Dr. Frankenstein, this one has a name. We call it Hockey Fives. But very much parallel to the fictional character from book and movies, I'm convinced some of you will have grown to like the monster, as I'm sure the monster will do some good along the way. Though I fear, as in the story, in the end, the monster will come back to destroy its creator. And about Hockey Fives being as ugly as Frankenstein's monster, well, let's just say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It all started after the Singapore Youth Olympic Games. Some 10 years ago, the marketeers from the IOC, supposedly the organization guarding the Olympic movement, thought they needed another event. So they invented the Youth Olympic Games, YOG. The first edition was held in 2010 in Singapore, and hockey got invited to join the party. 12 under 18 teams, six boys and six girls, participated in our traditional 11-a-side game. Following Singapore, however, the IOC declared they wanted more nations to be in the next edition of the Youth Olympic Games. However, the allotted quota of players involved could not be raised. So they asked the FIH to come up with a so-called short format of the game, less players per team, to allow for more nations involved without having to accommodate more athletes. The FIH considered the existing short format we today call indoor hockey. But in the end, for whatever reason, they preferred to go for a new outdoor format. Without much consultation with those involved in playing the game, such as players, coaches or umpires, the FIH administrators created hockey's very own Frankenstein's monster. They introduced it as Hockey Fives to the 2014 Youth Olympic Games in China's Nanjing. Following the Nanjing Youth Olympic Games, the administrators of IOC and FIH patted each other on the back for a job well done. They had more nations involved with 10 boys and 10 girls teams. The stadiums were full. It's China, so I doubt these were paying spectators, but the public did not need to know anything about hockey in order to follow the game. Apart from the administrators, a lot of coaches, players and hockey media were less enthusiastic about the newly invented Hockey Fives. Following Nanjing, the FIH staged a technical review of the format together with their partner Loughborough University. At a two-day workshop in 2015, elite junior players, both international and England Hockey League level, participated in a series of scenarios using different variations of field size, both width and depth, but also ball size, number of players, shooting zones, challenges and officiating. And in the international officials, coaches and participating players were surveyed after each scenario. The outcome of the review was to reduce the size of the field to encourage more tactical construction of play. One-on-ones, two-on-ones, pressing, principles of play, etc. 
It was felt the previous pitch size was encouraging too much long ball passing and long shots. Additionally, the IOC allowed for extra teams at the Buenos Aires Youth Olympic Games in 2016 in order to guarantee the host nations also participation. So we had 12 teams for both boys and 12 teams for girls participating in Argentina. Contrary to China, Argentina is a country with a lot of love for and tradition in hockey. Combine this with their passion for sports and free admission to the games and you will not be surprised the hockey event was a successful one in Buenos Aires. I doubt it's because of the choice for fives. The review afterwards of this event reintroduces the consideration for a defined shooting zone, such as the D or circle as we know it in a traditional game of hockey, though here it would most likely become the halfway line. Some hockey fives, facts and figures. Field and court sizes. Some consideration to the size was made at the initial design stage. The size of the hockey fives pitch for Nanjing was half a full size pitch. So 40 and a half, 45 and a half meters by 55 meters. It changed for Buenos Aires to 48 meters times more or less 32 meters. I can't help but wonder why people need to make these things so complicated. Just go for the same pitch size as the standard size for indoor hockey, you would think. Indoor hockey is being played at usually 44 times 22 meters. Some elements similar to indoor hockey. Structure-wise, both have sideboards. Both are a short format, short in space, in time and players. Even though with 2 times 10 minutes, 5 is considerably shorter. In gameplay, similar game structures exist to when indoor was briefly 5 on 5, and in moments of 6 on 6 when a player is suspended. Use of the boards for closing space and deflected passing is also similar. Elements that are similar to 11 aside outdoor hockey. Structure-wise, the environment, both outdoors. The surface is similar. Normally artificial turf, but also grass, tarmac, concrete and other uh, surfaces can be allowed. The ball and all playing equipment, stick and type of gloves, are the same. In gameplay, both have hits, lifts, drags and flicks. But what are the differences to both indoor and 11 aside? Structure-wise, Hockey Fives has end boards. The space is different. It's 48 times 32 meters. So there's less space per player than on 11s. But there's more space per player than on indoor. Hockey Fives has more or less 152 square meters per player. Another difference is the the playing time, in Hockey Fives only 2 times 10 minutes. In gameplay, the differences are you can shoot from anywhere. We have challenges rather than penalty corners or penalty strokes. There are possibilities of high rebounds, particularly with the end boards, and these can create unique patterns of play. The game has less of a build-up, with higher number of turnovers. 
and the type of boards used will affect the technical options available, high or low rebounds. So where has Frankenstein's monster been seen? According to the FIH, out of 137 hockey-playing nations affiliated, 67 reported domestic and or international participation for Hockey Fives in their survey from 2018. Almost 40% of these 67 nations were European. The number of participants in each nation, however, is unknown. Nor do we know if any of these leagues or events are structural or just a couple of one-off events. We have no idea of knowing if any of these players introduced to Hockey Fives made the transition to 11-a-side hockey, stayed in Hockey Fives or has moved on to yet another sport. Nor do we know how many dedicated Hockey Fives pitches exist around the world. So basically, apart from the number of nations who dabbled with Hockey Fives at one time or another, a rather meaningless statistic, we know very little on how this new format has contributed to the hockey so far. So until the FIH starts collecting more useful and reliable information from their national associations, we're just guessing and making decisions based upon assumptions and personal impressions. But as a part of the Hockey 2024 plan, this should be improving soon. At least, we hope. One of the most surprising elements in the story of this particular Frankenstein's monster was the decision by the FIH to have some of their FIH Open Series events in 2018 being played as Hockey Fives. The FIH Open Series is one of the official pathways to the Olympic Games or World Cup. Serious stuff, not just some invitational or promotional event. So now we have countries without the means to set up our standard game of hockey, first play Hockey Fives as part of an official 11-a-side event. While following this, they will either have to forfeit or change everything, because the next step, the FIH Series Finals, is the direct route towards the Olympic or World Cup qualifiers. Still an 11-a-side event, at least for now. Let's do a short SWOT analysis of Hockey Fives today. So where do we go following the recent Youth Olympic Games in Buenos Aires? What will be the future of Hockey Fives and its impact on hockey? I guess nobody really knows, but here is my short version of a SWOT analysis for Hockey Fives. SWOT is the acronym and it means strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. Obviously. This is just my take on things, based upon my many talks with coaches, players, officials, administrators and all kinds of hockey followers. Feel free to agree or disagree. And I'm looking forward to your thoughts and arguments about this. Leave us your comments below. Strengths. Less players needed. Less space needed. More flexibility in rules, pitch surface and pitch size, etc. More adapted to the possibility of mixed gender events.
Shorter, bite-sized content for media, aiming at the public with a short attention span. Possibly, depending upon the exact rules, more goals to celebrate, which would make it a more social media-friendly format. Weaknesses The boarding all around the pitch is more expensive and more difficult to copy if you have no access to existing infrastructure. More dangerous if hitting is allowed in a smaller pitch and there is no designated scoring zone. Not a real valid pathway to 11-a-side hockey because there are not enough transferable skills, especially tactical. Enabling short attention span problems instead of teaching us to remain focused for a longer time. Easier for individuals to make the difference instead of learning the merit of teamwork. Opportunities Promotion Using a short format is easier to promote hockey in for example inner cities or at bigger, non-sport related events. Development Using a short format in regions or situations where it's more difficult to play the real game because of facilities, climate or number of players. And third, teaching certain technical skills to the youngest players who benefit from smaller teams in training and games. Threats If played at a competitive international level, it becomes easier for the IOC to replace 11-a-side hockey at Olympic Games, because we will now offer them the same amount of medals, or even more if you added a mixed format, with less resources needed, athletes, time and infrastructure. Resources for the FIH, both financial and other, but also for continental and national federations, now have to be divided among more formats, instead of everything focused on our one true sport. Risk of losing funding by governments for 11-a-side hockey projects, now to be divided over multiple formats. Risk of losing media attention and general sports fans, because no singular focus on one format. The message gets too complex. Risk of losing sponsors for existing hockey events because budgets get diverted to the new and possibly cheaper kit on the block. So I guess all strengths and opportunities would have been just as valid for the existing short format we today call indoor hockey instead of hockey fives. KISS Let's keep it simple stupid. So for me, yes, there is value in having a short format of the game, but only when used for promotion, for development and for education. It becomes a problem if the short format goes competitive, even though the indoor short format has created its own niche as a competitive format as well. So if you must, bring on the development programs for those regions where Hockey Fives is easier to implement. Bring on the commercial entities wishing to organize exhibition events on a local, national or international scale. But when an official sporting body, such as the FIH, starts promoting it as a recognized international competitive format, the shit will hit the fan. Today we know and promote two formats around the world of sport. The standard Olympic format of 11-a-side outdoor hockey, and the indoor short format. Adding a third competitive format will only add to the confusion. Let's not complicate things. 
the indoor variation for the short format or Super 6s if you will, already has a lot of tradition and legacy around the world. It has proven added value and offers other countries a taste of success. Think Iran taking home a bronze medal in the most recent Indoor World Cup. Where is the added value of adding a third format to the mix? Can anyone tell me one thing Hockey Fives accomplished that could not have been done with both existing formats? Let's keep things simple and only make changes that add value. Change plus progress equals innovation. Change without progress equals a mistake. I understand change is inevitable in the world today. Sports and hockey are no exception to the rule. I do also believe there is merit in preserving tradition, making sure the original values and unique properties of the sport are respected throughout these changes. Possibly in 10 years time I will have become a copy paste of the old Indian or Pakistani hockey fans who still mourn the demise of hockey on natural grass. Moaning and whining about the so-called loss of hockey skills due to artificial turf and in my case the loss of 11 side hockey. Another possibility is my love for sports will by then move on to another sport and I will have lost interest in the game of hockey played as fives. You could also never rule out the very slim possibility I will have grown accustomed to this Frankenstein's monster we call Hockey Fives. But in all honesty, I doubt it. Because when change does not provide progress, it's just a mistake. Let's kill Frankenstein's monster before it comes back to kill us. Thanks for tuning in to Studio Hockey. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And as always, enjoy your hockey. Bye bye.